Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hi, and welcome back. I Maybe welcome back isn't the right word because we're the ones that have been gone for, for a second time us. now. Welcome back, uh, welcome back to us. Uh, this is Wade into Wealth. I'm Chuck Wade. My brother Ethan uh, is here as well. And last couple of months have just been quite busy. And the podcast needed to take a bit of a break for that reason. So uh, it did. And now we are back because there's a lot to talk about. A lot's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the world of... Investing in personal finance is very fluid. It's always changing. It changes every day. Your hair's changed? Yeah. Yep. It was time. Yep. It was time. And uh, uh, so, yeah, here we are. Although my hair's changed, if you're just listening, I shaved my head. So <laughs> that's it. But it was the thinning. It was thinning. It, it just needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I want, let's talk today about something we have not, I don't know that we've ever talked about it. I don't podcast. think we've ever talked about it. Um, and I've not really ever paid much attention to because it was so irrelevant for the decade plus that I've been in this business. But all of a sudden, the last couple of months, it has become something that I've talked about just about more than anything else on a regular basis. And that's CDs. Certificates of certificates deposit. Certificates of deposit. Not compact discs. Nope. No, nope. certificates of, of deposit. And so these have come back, I'd say, raging into demand. And we've had a lot of conversations with clients about them. And it's the first time in 25 years you've been able to get rates as good as you can now. Um, but also to talk about the differences because there's bank CDs, there's different, there's, there's brokered CDs, how they work, what might be right for you, and, and go from there. Let's start off. Why are, the, why are rates so attractive? Why have they changed as much as they did and as rapidly as they did? Because at the beginning of the year, CD rates were still garbage. I think there's two key components. The first one is that it's a byproduct of the increase in interest rates, Mm -hmm. right? Because banks are going to pay on their deposits and then typically they're going to lend that money out. And I think the 30 year mortgage rate is now close to 7%. Mm -hmm. And so it's not surprising to see that banks are offering four or 5% in some of the short term CDs that they have from the interest rate increases that have been levied from the Federal Reserve. That's number one. Yep. Just a byproduct of the fact that interest rates have gone up pretty significantly over the past 18 months. Interest rates had gone up, though. And and yep. lending rates, bank bank lending to you, or you lending to the bank, which is, that's what a CD is. You give mm-hmm. them money, they give you interest. Those rates were pretty slow. In 2020, late part of 2021 and 2022, rates were not this high. I think that feeds so into the So that leads next me to one. believe where you're going next yes. is going to be important. The next one is that in the beginning of this year, we started to see some bank failures. Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, yes. uh, First Republic in yes. New York City. Mm-hmm. was J.P. Morgan took them over. Uh, interesting, I was in New York City over the weekend, saw First Republic uh, branch. Wasn't very active. They're gone. <laughs> um, but I think from a, from a bank standpoint, they had to raise the interest rates as a means of retaining the existing customers that they had, but also attracting new investors. Because if they're not adequately paying you for the money that you have with them, and oh, by the way, there's a concern just in the banking industry as a whole, especially with more modest-sized banks, they've got to 
make it attractive for you to keep your money there. That's the big distinction is that there's two kinds of banks offering really attractive CD rates all of a sudden. Smaller regional banks, yep. because those are the those are the institutions that really saw the faith that was had in them shooken. Shook? Shaken? Yeah, whatever. Stirred. Um <laughs> that was it the faith the faith that a lot of folks had in these smaller regional banks really uh, it evaporated. Really took a hit. Yeah, evaporated. It evaporated. And so smaller banks have to make it more attractive for you to be willing to keep your money there or continue to add money. As so, a means to stem right? the money from going out, which right. would be more problematic. For and them. so when you look at CD rates, when we go look every day, there are banks I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. That I'll look oh, and yeah. say, okay, well, so-and-so bank from Texas or Synovus Bank in Georgia, which I've never heard of, is offering a 5.5% yield on a three-year certificate of deposit. Yep. Well, they have to make it more attractive for you because otherwise – why would you not take your assets to a larger institution that is seen as being more stable and, and based those, on what's happened over the last several months? And those banks had seen that. Yeah. That was becoming a real problem for them, and increasing the rates that they were paying to their customers became a way to try to mitigate the outflow of the deposits that they were seeing. Or you look at someone like J.P. Morgan, who just had significant inflows into their business, and as a means to help continue to invite that, Pay higher and attractive interest rates on your on your savings right. accounts and your CDs. Put in a different way, the larger bank, the smaller banks needed to compensate you for keeping your money there. Yep. The larger banks like J.P. Morgan that took in so much more cash, there wasn't really an issue with people being concerned about J.P. Morgan. No, but quite the it opposite. It was an influx of cash that they said, "Hey, we can lend this money. We can we can borrow from you." knowing that a lot of these banks also have very robust, the larger ones, very robust credit card lending programs that are now, that are getting, you know, 20 plus percent yields on those parts of their business. And so they can make it attractive for you too. And they're still going to turn around and lend. If, if, if That's they're business. borrowing for you from you at five, you can be sure they're lending it out to someone else at seven, eight, nine, you know, whatever the rates are. They are for and, profit. And they, they are not, um, they are not charities. Um, big difference, and this is something that really came to light, and I think that we've, we have learned that we needed to do a better job of, is speaking to clients about the differences between the kinds of CDs that are out there. If you go to your bank and look for a CD, you can typically get a really attractive rate for a very short term. Yeah, six months, a year, six 13 months. months even a three-month CD, rates yep. were up as high as almost 6% at some institutions. The first thing to keep in mind. When you have a six-month CD and someone says, we'll give you 5% for that six months, that is an annualized yield, they're, they're quoting mm -hmm. you. That is for the 12 months. So yep. if, if someone says, hey, we get this great CD, we'll give you 5% for six months, you're really getting 2.5%. Mm -hmm. Yep, You're not getting 5%, you're getting 25 And I think that people can get tripped up on that. Yeah, or I things mean, sound to, better than they may be. Confusing. The the rate that they're quoting you is an annual, is annual an annualized rate. rate. So so that is, um, that is one. But you typically were, yeah. think of you know you deposit money in a CD at a bank. You don't really get statements for it. Maybe once a year, mm -hmm. uh, if it's if it's a little bit longer, uh, they're going to pay you your interest at maturity. You're not going to see anything kind of along the way, and you know that when it comes due, you get your money back. You get the interest payments off of it. And if you want to get out of it ahead of time, usually it's a quarter or it's two quarters worth yeah. of the interest that you were entitled to, which is a penalty for you to get out of that 
at that time. That's getting a CD directly at a bank. And the brokered CDs, meaning CDs you can get from an investment firm in an investment account, operate a little differently than that. Yes. Back to bank CDs for one second. They do have the FDIC insurance. Yes. Yeah, that's, thank a, you. that's an important thing to, to mention. Uh, is that very important. They have FDIC insurance, um, which is very up to $250,000 per account per name. Now, it's um, important to remember that if you put 250000 into a bank CD mm-hmm. up to the threshold of the FDIC insurance, your interest that you receive off of the CD is not covered under that FDIC protection. Yes. It's a small detail, yes. but something if you have, you know, you're going to put 250 in there and you want to make sure that you have full coverage, depending on what the interest rate is, maybe you put 240,000 in there, 235, depending mm-hmm. on what the, what the rates are. Excellent points. Good, sir. Now let's talk about brokered CDs. Continue. Mm-hmm. Brokered CDs act a little bit more like an individual bond where they can sometimes pay the interest quarterly or semi-annually. An important sticking point is that those two offer FDIC protection up to $250,000. Right. right. Um, they do. And so that's a big thing because the biggest concern with a bond in most cases is what happens if the company goes out of business. Yep. That's your biggest risk with owning a bond is that the company Correct. company no longer exists and you're left holding something worth pennies on the dollar. Yep. The FDIC insurance is, is, uh, is a big difference and a big deal because it means you're covered if something were to happen to the bank. Another difference between broker of brokered CDs, which for a lot of folks may be more advantageous, is the fact that you don't have to wait until maturity for your interest. So for someone collecting income on a regular basis who may be a bond investor or just has some money sitting on the side, you can look and say, look, these these CDs, which also have longer terms in many cases, you can get a three-year CD and right now get 5.3% as a yield. So mm-hmm. on you know, $100,000, you're going to get $5,300 a year until that bond, until that CD comes due and then you get your money back. And it's important to note that you can you can actually sell your CD ahead yes. of time in a, in a brokered CD situation. There isn't that penalty that typically is levied by the, the direct bank CD. However, you would introduce interest rate risk. Yeah, it's subject to market prices. Yep, it's subject to the fact that your CDs will change value every single day up until the maturity. That's not something you typically see with a direct bank CD because you're not getting statements. Mm -hmm. You're just going on the maturity date, get your money back. These operate the same, but you're required to receive a statement every month that shows the change in value for your CD, where there are times that depending on what happens in the interest rate environment on paper... It could look like you've lost money, but if you hold that CD to its maturity date, you're going to be okay, and you will have gotten the interest, and you will have gotten your your uh, face value of the CD back. What would cause a drop in the price? So interest rates in the marketplace and the value of CDs or bonds are inversely correlated. So if we saw a meaningful increase in interest, or if we just saw an increase in interest rates, it would be natural to expect the, the price of the CD or the bond to fall. Mm-hmm. However, again depending on where it goes. If you hold it to maturity, though, you should see stabilization. And the closer you get to the maturity, it should really be trading in line with its face value. If you hold it until it matures, you get you get the face value of it. Correct. So if you put 50000 if you bought a CD for $50,000 and 5% for three years, while the price may go up or down, you'll get the $50,000 back when it matures, and yep. you will have collected the interest along the way. If you needed exactly. it, though, 
you know, you might only have $49,000 in that CD a year and a half from now if interest rates were to go up. So how do we combat the fact? Now, the reverse is true, too. Go ahead, sir. If interest rates go down, yes. it's possible that CD could be worth $51,000, $52,000 in that scenario. It's just, it's largely dependent on what happens in the interest yeah. rate environment. So I've used CDs with a lot of folks as bonds. As a, as a replacement, in many cases, for individual bonds or as a way of saying, hey, you've had these investments. The market's done fairly well this year up to this point. You've got some profits on things that may not pay a very high dividend. Let's put them into some CDs and get, you know, 5.5% for three years or five years. If, if two years ago we told you we had a bond that is of the utmost highest quality and it's going to pay you 5% for three years, folks would have jumped for it. And so now it's been a good alternative for more conservative income-seeking investors or someone who's like, hey, I have too much money in my savings account. Is there something else we could do with it? And even in that scenario, you're still going to fit for the more conservative income-seeking investor because if you have a long-term time horizon to retirement, CDs are good. They're getting you better interest than they have. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to touch that money for quite a while into the future, there are even some other options that could make could make more sense in terms of helping to provide more potential for growth, largely coming down to your time horizon and mm -hmm. what your investment objectives and goals are. Yeah, there are, there are. And again, that's something that's very individual to every investor. Yep. Why would we use what we'd call a CD ladder, which is essentially saying, look, if you've got $100,000 Let's take 30 of, I had this literal conversation with a client earlier today, is if you've got $100,000, let's put $30,000 into, they, they don't need the money right now, mm -hmm. it's just sitting there, into um, 12 and 18 month CDs, we're going to put a third into three month, three years, and we're going to put a third into five year CDs. Rates are a little, as, as of right now, the rates were a little better on the longer term ones, and the thought was, what if rates go up or down? We're we're locking in a chunk of that, that if rates were to go down in six months, because we don't know what the Federal Reserve is going to do, you still have a good chunk of that that you're going to get that interest for a few more years. And you're going to allow yourself to maintain liquidity because you're going to have layers of when, when those CDs are going to be coming due sooner for you. Now, let's say you had more money sitting in the bank account. Another reason to layer layer a CD strategy, let's say maybe you have $600,000. You might do $200,000 in a short-term bank CD, mm -hmm. another $200,000 with a different bank, another $200,000 with a different bank to make sure that you're spreading out the FDIC insurance coverage so that you're fully protected on that amount. Right. That in and of itself, if it were just in one bank, would not be entirely mm -hmm. protected, but inside of a brokerage account spread across different bank CDs, helps to ensure that you have that FDIC protection across everything. It's a lot easier to spread those amounts yeah. out um, if you're over that $250,000 threshold. So, yep. you know, it's the first time we've talked about this. Rates right now on CDs are better than they've been in the past quarter of a century. Yeah. So for most investors, and, and certainly most of our clients, these are conversations worth having, especially, and here's another thought, because often someone will think, I've got this cash at the bank, how much of it should I invest? And the, the way that, well, how do you work through that with someone? I'll tell you how I do, but you go first. How do you work through that conversation? If someone's got $100,000 at the bank and you're talking through how much do you invest? So there's, there's two parts to it for me. The first part is the textbook part that says you should have three to six months worth of your monthly bills on the sidelines readily available as an emergency fund. 
So, you know, if your bills are $10,000 a month, you should have at least fifty dollars to $60,000 set aside in emergency savings. That's the textbook answer. Then there's the answer of knowing our clients. Mm-hmm. And some clients feel really comfortable when they can look at their bank account and see we have $100,000 yep. sitting there. And if having that $100,000 sitting there provides you the ability to sleep at night and also allows you to stick with your other investments when times are tough, it doesn't matter that you're not getting much of a return off of it because psychologically it allows you to stick with your other long-term plans and it helps you to sleep at night. So I, I think it depends on the client, how they feel about having money in their bank account. And then there's the textbook answer that says, yeah, you should have at least three to six months worth of your monthly expenses. I approach it slightly differently, but it's, it's, it's the same, but it's, it's that we have, we can often have a mentality of, I have to have this much at the bank. So let's take that hundred thousand dollars and someone who thinks I have to have a hundred thousand dollars at the bank to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And some folks do, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but saying, what if we took 30 of that hundred thousand dollars and invested it into a, into some CDs? You still have seventy thousand dollars in the bank that it's there, in a, in the snap of a finger if you want it. But if that hundred thousand dollars is just getting one percent at the bank, which most savings and checkings accounts are still not there, yep. that's a thousand dollars a year. But if we could get thirty thousand dollars at five percent, that's fifteen hundred dollars a year. To say, all right, well, if you can get fifteen hundred on just thirty thousand dollars, you keep your seventy at the bank. But now you have increased the interest that you're earning on that thirty thousand dollars from three hundred dollars to fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. and leave the rest of the bank. Yep, that to me has been a way to approach it that helps sometimes helps us get our minds around taking a different strategy when we've been so comfortable with one strategy for a long time. Yep. So anyway, CDs it's it's an interesting conversation to have and something that uh, we're happy to have that conversation with you if uh, you feel it would be prudent. Contact the Wade Group at wadegroup at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.